Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. Lots of guys who do go and get lower surgery are doing it because of their own dysphoria and then their dysphoria in the world, you know, whether it's being able to be naked somewhere or, uh, you know, any, whatever. Yeah, there's there's physical dysphoria and then there's social dysphoria, and, and both of them are related to the way that your body looks. Yes, and those conversations on vlogs or Facebook or other places are often about the self-conscious status they have of their packer or dealing with their packer or you know, making sure their pecker doesn't go somewhere while they're doing this or that or mm -hmm. other people seeing it and, you know, does it look wrong because it looks too big in your pants or not or whatever. Mm -hmm. And does anybody know that, you know, they don't have the same dick as everybody else? Yeah. And so that's a self-conscious thing, you know, mm -hmm. in the, at the gym or in the bathroom or wherever. Right. And I have my own personal dick patrol at my house because yes. I have our number two child who always wants to like somehow get in the wiener conversation. He is all about genitals and scatological conversation and violence. Those three things are just like always at the top of his brain. Well, and because of my transition... And because in his mind, and and probably this is the reason that the uh, genitals topic comes up so much in, you know, the media mm -hmm. stuff. I understand that. But I have my own, like, issues at home that I have to deal with his awareness of wanting to know what's going on with my dick. <laughs> And that it's not his business and his understanding of what that should probably look like mm -hmm. that I have to like make sure I close the door so I can put on my pants in private. Yes. And I don't feel comfortable not having some sort of packing at any given time because of his awareness and, and constant like. I don't know, just his, his constant awareness of status of my dick, <laughs> that his, it's uncomfortable. His gender awareness yeah. in general yeah. is a little bit excessive, and I'm pretty sure that that has to do with the heightened testosterone because of his condition. And we don't, I don't know, they don't check his testosterone at that age unless they think there's a problem. Right. We don't know what it's at. Mm -hmm. But a lot of kids with similar conditions do have extra testosterone. Mm-hmm. He might. So some people have this, I need to, you know, dress this way and pack this way or get my, you know, surgery done or whatever to, to feel comfortable out in the world. I have that pressure going on in our house. That's frustrating. It is. And I feel like I have to protect myself because I don't, I know that he can't possibly understand outside of a very simple, concrete, boys look like this, girls look like this. Mm -hmm. And 
it's such a big deal to him that, yeah, there's a lot of pressure about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I don't feel I can. You, you, I have to wear a certain type of packer if I'm going to go swimming. And, and you have to be prepared before you leave the house because if you take him into the locker room to change, he cannot see you change. He would not understand. No, he's never seen a packer. Nope. He doesn't know, like, m most of the time, because I use the homemade STP, I'm just using a sock because that way I can stay dry, basically. That's something the guys talk about. You, um, you roll up a sock and you put it in your pants and yeah. you move it out of the way when you need to go. Because, yeah, and then I can stay dry because I don't have to worry about right. feeling damp. Ick. Yeah, and then lots of guys talk about that on, on uh, one of my Facebook older guys group, you know, talking about STP. And some of them don't like STP devices because of the dampness. Yeah. And, you know, so I would love to have my dick fixed and for me to be able to pee standing up and not have all these other issues. But the surgery and all this, the cost and all that, it's just not something that can happen at this point. And who knows if, if it's something that's ever going to happen. But I, I'm expecting I'm going to have the dick patrol at my house for the next 11 years. And I haven't talked about that on here before, but it is something I'm very aware of. Mm -hmm. He's home, and I should get dressed in the morning fairly soon. Yes, because I don't want him. You want him to be doing something else while you're dressing. Yeah. So, but he's aware. Like, if we he he comes over and sits by me in the big chair to read or something, mm -hmm. and my pants are in a certain position where there's more of a lump there than another time. He's like, "What is that?" And I'm just like, "Dude." What do you think? That's my private. Can you, you know, leave it alone, please? But he's hyper aware of this, and I'm aware how aware he is. Mm -hmm. So I'm aware, like, what kind of clothes I'm wearing all the time. Yes. And it reminds me of the time that we were laying on the bed, and I was in pajamas, uh, boxers, and... We were there, and he had climbed up on the bed with us, like, late in the morning. We were having a lazy weekend day. And do you remember this? I sort of remember, but go ahead. And I was wearing boxers, and, like, my lower abdomen was showing through the fly of the boxers. Like, you could see the skin under my belly button. Mm-hmm. And he says, ew, and points. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's my stomach. And I closed the fly of the boxers. And he says, what's that? And I said, that's my stomach. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh. And I said, what? Did you think my penis was going to fall out? And he said, yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, he, he's. Yeah. He, he And so, I mean, he does have this. He does. Hyper awareness of gender, but. The specifics of that are still very cloudy in his brain. Mm -hmm. Apparently, if he thinks your dick is going to fall <laughs> out of your pants. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Well, I think of it often when I'm going through this every day mm -hmm. <laughs> of how, you know, other guys talk about that when they're going out in public and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but... I don't know what else to say about it, except I have my own personal dick patrol, and I don't appreciate it. No. And I don't have another solution 
at this point, mm -hmm. except to be careful because I feel that it would be more difficult with his delays and, and other things to try to explain to him anything. And I certainly don't want it becoming everybody's business. And it totally would with him. He, because he has be, no filter. Well, and he'd be processing it. And that's what people do. That's why people out people and, and say things because they're processing it. And, and it's, it's a necessary thing to integrate new information into your brain and to be able to adapt to the new information and to express yourself appropriately around a person who is transitioning. And if talking about that is something you need to do, then that's understandable, but there's safe ways and unsafe ways to do that. And he doesn't understand the difference. He doesn't have those options right. of, of choosing that because he doesn't know the difference. Right. And it's really none of his business what my dick looks like anyway. True. So there. But he's he's focused on it, and I feel, have to feel very protective of my dick every day. <laughs> Even if it's just a rolled up sock. Yeah. You still have to be yeah, my well, sock. Private yeah, be sock. Like my dick is, you know. I like your dick. Probably about the same size as his, but. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But it definitely... Another reason that I think he has too much testosterone. His junk is tiny. Too much makes you tiny again. Yeah, but it's definitely got a different surrounding area. And that'd be an issue. And Anyhow, it's just none of his business. No. So. No, and it, it makes me think again of our friend who came to hang out and was talking about his surgery... And I go to open a drawer next to him, and he does the hands in front and scooting back by a foot and a half. Because he's been trying to recover for about four, four or five weeks now yes. from his lower surgery. And he's, um, yeah, very protective of his and ten tender area at this point. Two little nieces who have, you know, the exact same head height. Mm-hmm. So that if they run up to give him a hug, he has to make sure they get his hip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Protective areas. Yes. And understandable. Well, he's, I thought you were going to say, you know, what he mentioned is it doesn't look anything like he thought it would right now. Mm -mm. And he doesn't seem like he'd be comfortable being naked anywhere because of it. Right. And not that he's the type of guy who wants to run around naked anyway, but no, um, <laughs> he's probably a little more modest than I am. Yeah. But yeah, there's that, hey, this is not, you know, this is not a comfortable situation. This is not what yeah. I was expecting, and yeah. I don't like it. And yeah. so I especially don't want to share it. Yeah. I think I might find some different approach to getting more comfortable with myself if I didn't have that other side challenge going on of <laughs> the... You, you, know. you only have the freedom to be naked or to interact with your own body openly it, once every it's a limited, 15 to 20 days. It's a limited uh, opportunity. When the kid goes away. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, you know, when they're in bed. It's not the same as just having that every day option to then I would figure out for myself what I would be comfortable with and what I'd want to do and so forth and 
Yeah. Genitals. <laughs> yep. They have been changing more. And you've been using the Andractum, and can we talk about this? Is yeah, okay? we can. And I okay. did. I had you um, give me a little bit less in my shot because I've read a lot about your levels can go up quite a bit while you're on the Andractum, and I need to bring the notes from the package to the endocrinologist. Yes, you but, need to take the little insert from the box. Mm-hmm. To to you know decide with her what I should be doing about my shot. But instead of having the 120, I had a 110 shot this week because I was going to use the Andractum, and I don't want to get too high. Right. And that you had been doing the last time you missed a shot and you started feeling that roller coaster thing again. And I think we discussed this on yeah. the podcast where you were using that to tide you over when you had that little dip the day or day and a half just before your shot. Mm -hmm. And I don't seem to be having it now. And you have, have you even so still been applying the Andractum to your upper body the day of your shot or no? No. Okay. No, I haven't. I did that just during that time period where I was having the low in the last day because I had missed that one shot. Mm -hmm. And we had the shot a day late and then everything got all screwed up. And... Yeah. So now you're only using it for genital application. Right. And I'm not even remembering to do that. But the there were two tubes. The one tube is a smaller portion of the tube now. So I think I could probably throw it in my bag and, you know, then do the... My plan is to do the four times a day application and see what kind of growth I get. Because I have to take advantage of the window. Although recently I've been seeing information that says not to use it until your two years on T. The two to five years is what anecdotally seems to be the window for optimal growth. But again, the plural of anecdote is not data. <laughs> right. This is purely anecdotal mm -hmm. response that the two to five year window is where you're going to get optimal DHT uh, effectiveness. I, I think that the difference, though, is that before when you could get it at a compound pharmacy, you could get a higher dose. The 10% as opposed to the 2.5, which right. is what you order from, what is it, like and I Cypress think or something? You might have a lot more potential for growth. You might have a lot more potential for baldness, and you might have a lot more potential for ending up with your levels changing. Yes. Yes. So, but because my levels have been high enough, I don't want to, at my next endocrinology visit, end up with them too high and them doing something like, oh, we want you to lower your shot by this much. And, you know, if it's from 120 to 100 or lower, God forbid. What happens with a lot of people, I've, I've seen vlogs of a lot of people saying that too much at once mm -hmm. can really affect your mood, and I am very sensitive to that. So I yes. wouldn't want to go in and have the doc say, your levels are too high because you're using both at once, and I'd rather just lower it a little bit now while I'm using the Andractum and not have, you know, create an issue. 
I I can pay attention to the rest of the the symptoms that I have. Yes. Uh, of mood and mostly mood. How how do I feel physically and emotionally? Yeah. And know that I need some assistance in adjusting my level or not. Mm-hmm. But the DHT does seem to be having, you know, that said, mm-hmm. does seem to be having an effect on your functionality. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. This is true. And was it Chasey Poo who had said, I have a hard time listening to him. He's a little too enthusiastic for you. He is. He <laughs> is. There are some voices, and this is not a judgment on these individuals. It's purely my own personal tastes. I can't stand listening to Diane Rehm on NPR. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that makes me a bad person because of her vocal disability. I can't stand listening to Chasey Poo. I can't stand... You don't like... Um, what's his name? The other NPR guy. Uh, the one who... Garrison Keillor. Drones on. I love his voice, and you can't stand it. Uh, no, I can't. But was he the one you were watching his video, and you said that he couldn't tell about the growth, but he was definitely getting tactile differences? Yes. Okay. Yes, he did talk about that in one of his vlogs. And I've noticed that as well. Mm-hmm. I think he just said better orgasms and... And left it at that. He, no, he probably didn't leave it at that. Not him. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> so so I don't want to have too much and end up having to cut back on my shot a whole bunch and then having a bunch of ups and downs. And you're if, shutting down the topic of your genitals. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I am. Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. But somebody might benefit from it. What else was I supposed to say? Specifics of how and what. Never mind, that's not you. (laughs) No, I guess not, but how and what. Exactly how do you describe it? You have more erectile tissue. There's more engorgement all the way across the entire area. Yeah, that's true. Like, not just getting hard up front, but the entire area gets thicker. That's true. And it seems to me like I know like a lot of male to female trans people, when they have their surgery, they basically can take that whole area of the the penis and turn it inside out and make a vaginal area Mm -hmm. type, you know, uh, surgery. And so they sort of have a, an Audi instead of an innie and then they get it fixed and it's an innie and, and then you know, you would think that for a lot of guys that would be it as well, that they would have any and they wanted an Audi and that's not so much it. Lots of guys are like, no, I wish that space wasn't there. And, and I've always felt it was a nuisance myself. Yes. But I feel like my dick is on sideways. <laughs> yes, I totally understand that. And that's how that. the all the tissue is what you're talking about with the erectile tissue. It's all like all sideways down the front. Right. Yes. And I think that's where a lot of guys who don't mind their front hole and even enjoy their front hole, that's why, because it gets more sensitive and it gets more engorgement and more tactile sensation Mm -hmm. as the hormones work and 
I can see how that could become a pleasant thing, even if it hadn't been. And with your body, I know, having interacted with a number of types of bodies and different genders, I tend to think of your body in male terms and just map out what should be there against what is there. And that's what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't have the increased pleasure as far as like a, fr a front hole. I just never been an access port. <laughs> no, and no. that's how I view my junk is, you know, yes, I have an access port. Yeah. It's not a... It, it's it's a, not an innie, it's an access port. Yeah, it looks like there's a road, but there's not. No. It's <laughs> it's the painted on tunnel from the Wiley Coyote. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, si the, the whole thing is on sideways. It is. And so the, all the way down the front, you've got what should be sticking out is sitting flat. Yeah. And it didn't used to do that. No, it, it didn't used to do that. And so that's And that could be a function of the testosterone in general, and it could be in part from the andractum, although the andractum is applied to the upper... Upper front. Yeah, tissue your, there. Your foreskin. Mm-hmm. It's all there. That's mm -hmm. where you apply that. You're mm -hmm. not putting it all... On the hood. On the whole side of my dick that goes down. You don't put it down no. there. No. No. So I don't think it's andractum doing that. I think it's the testosterone. Okay. But um, the andractum creates um, more intense... I totally lost the words... Climax, tactile sensation, nerve all of response, the above, all everything. of the above. Everything is more. Yeah, there's just more, and it's good thing. It is a good thing. It is. Very I, I'm good enjoying thing. it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I like all the new things your dick can do. Me too. Yay, dicks! So, never thought I'd say that again. <laughs> never knew I'd say that at all. But it wouldn't be about somebody else's, because that's how I am. You're a straight guy. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yep. So that's that. That's that. Is that it? I Is there more? Might be it. We went from dick patrols to happy dicks, and that's probably it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! He says, oh! No, the dog just Good morning, dog. He was dreaming and apparently it was not what he wanted. And now he's going to sneeze at us 12 times. At least. At least 12.
dogs flap their ears. It's just a thing they do. They <laughs> I know. They shake their head and they flap their ears. Yes. Um, yeah. As, and as long as we wait until the sound effect is done before you start your sentence, we're good. I'm trying to wait. Uh-huh. No, no you're not going to start licking yourself. Sorry, dude. No, no. No, you can go outside. He needs to go out because... Nope. Come on. Let's go. Outside. One. Go. Closing your out. You're in the free hour almost done. So. Sit, sit down. I will. Mm -hmm. And I just realized that we're probably going to have a wind chime all the way through this episode. Yes. yes. These two that we're recording today. There's two. Yeah. We've been talking for almost an hour. In okay. fact, a little more than an hour. Right. Yes, there is a wind chime. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>